We're gonna stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. It's time, America, for the number one conservative common sense podcast that's calling out all the social justice, political correctness crap, and putting it on the run. Do you think you can handle it? So hop in and buckle up and get ready to ride with two straight-shooting, tell-it-like-it-is ex-street cops. And they know how to party with few inhibitions. As they give the special interest and weak-kneed politicians a swift kick in the ass. Wow, is that legal? With some good old-fashioned common sense. Bring it on, baby. It's Cop Talk USA <laughs> with your hosts, Marillo and French. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Cop Talk USA. I'm here with my good friend, Dave Marillo. Frenchman, how are you? I am. Uh, I'm I'm so good, it's almost illegal. You're, you're, doing, doing, you're doing so good, you're almost twins. That's right. right. I'm, so, I'm so excited today. I'm going to yeah. tell you, I mean... Uh, but one thing, you know, Facebook was down today. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of had withdrawals. I, I thought I'd been booted off. Well, me too. I was, well, I was beating the hell out of my computer because I thought it was me, <laughs> you know, until I find out it was somebody else. Yeah. It'd go there, then it just like bounce. Hey, uh, you know, I got to tell you something. I was out this weekend uh, driving around and I haven't seen this forever, but I was going up the interstate and here's a crew, looked like a, either a county van or a state van. Mm-hmm. And they had the old chain gang out working. Yeah. Probably, they, they probably had yeah. eight or ten guys out picking up garbage in the vest and all that. Mm-hmm. And I love to see that, you know, because that's a that's the way, instead of letting these guys sit in jail. You yeah. Know, and they, have them earn themselves. And, and, they, they probably get, like they, it, too. Yeah, you know, get out. I mean, it's cooped up in a cell, you know, 24 hours a day, except when you come out for your meal. I mean, yeah. get some, get some uh, return on your investment. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> if, if you do that on a state level, yeah. you know, you, you get a disaster or something come in. Let those guys come out and clear trees. Let them go out and do stuff like that. That's a that's just good common sense. Yeah, like no, to see. I'm and, with you, hundred percent. And, and you know, as long as they're not violent, not going to escape and do any of that, you know. But uh, you got some some guys on you know low level charges. Let's, mm-hmm. let's put them to work. Yeah, you know, get out of bed. You know, the the vacation's over. When you and I were in Facebook jail, did you like wearing an orange jumpsuit? Oh yeah, I joined slippers? a I joined a Facebook gang. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a gang. I'm, I'm I'm a gang member. I thought today. I thought, oh, here you go. They caught up with Marilla. <laughs> they caught, they caught you. Stick a fork in me. Well, you're a habitual violator. Uh, well, you know? I, not I anymore. I figured out you don't say anything threatening or no. anything like that you know i just tell people how much i'll love them if i catch them breaking into my car oh i advise they hey, like that i you want to break in my house come on over yeah. the door's hugs, open because i got a big gun hugs and kisses if you break into my car absolutely absolutely well you know I, I i was looking around this week and uh a lot of stuff going on uh some good stuff some bad stuff not so much in law enforcement but a lot of political stuff out there no, a lot the, of things our political on. system is so screwed up right now I'm a news hound. I I watch. I even watch CNN and MSNBC just to get myself even more pissed off than I already am. But it motivates me. It it tells me just how divided and screwed up our country is. It instills that in me, and I just ah. It is. Well, one of the things you know, our show, and I'm going to kind of go into this a little bit. We've been going on now for this is week four. Yeah, we're doing well. That we're talking about hits. We've. this week we're we're projected to be over two thousand plays, mm-hmm. and in the podcast world, that's kind of a big deal. That's a lot. We're in we're in uh, 
uh, six different countries, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Mm-hmm. Ireland, we're big over in Ireland. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. We, we're in uh, 21 states, believe it or not, up in Minneapolis, because it breaks it down. The analytics break it down by city. So we're in there. And, that's uh, defund Minneapolis. That's, we're going right? to defund. defund. Yeah, we're defund. going to defund the council up there and boot yeah, their ass yeah, out. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, obviously the most, uh, the most play we're getting is in Des Moines because it does break it down by city. Des Moines, West Des Moines, we're real big out here. I don't, I don't know why we. That's going to help. Urbandale, that's going to help our places. our type of candidates because a lot of the people who listen to us actually vote, right? And they're conservatives, you mm-hmm. know, and and they just want done what needs to be done, what's right. They don't want to go to the extreme left or the extreme right. They want to get our country back on the center. Well, you know, and and there's good people on both sides. I yep. I will say, well, Joe Manchin. Well, I'm, I'm digging Joe Manchin this well, week. Well, absolutely. You know, he he uh he pissed in Nancy Pelosi's post toasties big time. <laughs> yeah, I broke that deal. <laughs> She's not a happy old lady this well, week. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got that. I I and I haven't followed that. I know, you know, on a more local level, we've got Kevin Snyder. The, he's Democrat. And he's running yeah, that sheriff's yeah, department. Yeah, there's there's good blue dog Dems left out there. They just need to, you know, stand up and say, "Hey, we're we're tired of our party being pirated by these left wing nut jobs." Well, and the and the other side of the coin is, a lot of people go with law and order and common sense, and ninety percent of the people out there, whether you're Democrat or or Republican, and we said this before. Are for long. What they is, want have to you seen, streets and have you seen Joe Biden's public approval ratings this week, Raj? No, no. Uh, lower than a boat anchor. Oh well. Yeah, and it and just keeps getting worse. Everything this guy touches turns to crap. Well, and that's why we're out doing what we do. You know, today I'm going to talk about today. Today I call it our shotgun show mm-hmm. because we got two guests going. Yeah, we're going to give it to you in both barrels. Yeah, we got you know we got uh, Chris Spencer, uh, mm-hmm. uh, a uh, homicide detective out of. Out of Omaha, he's on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. A former uh, barnstormer, former Iowa State football player. Uh, you know, he's great. And and then we got Nicole Hassel. Oh with, yeah, with yeah. Uh, my kind know. of lady. You know, and here's one thing too, right? She's running for district three congressional seat against Cindy Taxme. Yeah, Taxme. You can put three. Uh, feathers in your cap, Roger. You interviewed Chris Spencer, right. who's African-American. The young lady here is African-American. you got your Mexican co-host here. You are hitting on all uh, I am. You're I'm, diversified, baby. But, but they, it threw me when somebody said, do you, uh, do you do a lot with Dave? I said, yeah, Dave's my friend, my ex-partner. He's also my gardener. And all of a sudden, they got all of me. <laughs> oh, you can't. Karen got on me. You can't oh, say that. So me and you know, Dave are buddies. Roger, I'm offended. I'm just, oh, <laughs> I want to be a gardener. Bob, I want to make their Bob, kind of you money. you got a hanky? You know, I, I'm, I feel the tear welling up here. Oh, he's, he's, he's a piece of work. Yeah. But, but anyway, you know, the show's been doing real well. I yep. uh, want to remind everybody, you can reach us on, on our Facebook page when Facebook's up. You can do YouTube. We're now up mm-hmm. there. And we're going to be on the other platforms. Uh, very very shortly that you can do so. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm hearing good commentary from our audience. They they like somebody finally telling it like it is. Not just identifying problems, but offering solutions on how we need to remedy all that ails us here. Well, in this sure, and like I said, we're going to support the people. The good thing us is the good thing about us, Dave, is unlike the radio or TV stations around town. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have to give equal time to anybody. No, we're going to put no. people on our program That's right. that we support, that yeah. we want to find out about, that we think from the feedback I get, our audience yeah. wants to hear and wants to vote for. Yeah, the FCC. Just in case you don't know this, folks, the FCC requires that you give political candidates equal time if you're in in the radio business, which this isn't radio, so we don't have to bring all these left wing nut jobs in here, even though we'd like to. Oh yeah, oh, and they, we'd, we'd hey, like you to. You know what, Roger? Where are they? 
where where are the, all these Biden supporters? You know, he he was the you know everything to them in the elections, and I ask for them on my Facebook page to tell me one good thing that Sleepy Joe has done. And it's just nothing. There's no, nobody will pony up and try and defend this joker. Well, they won't. They, they all melted. Like you said, you ask almost every show. You invite somebody to come on. We won't. We yeah. won't. We won't ambush you. But yeah. we'll make well, you. Tell you know, me. No, we'll I'm hit serious. Your facts. You, you come on our show. We'll, we'll bring you in here live, and you tell us specifically all the good things that JoJo has done for this country. He doesn't know whether he's on foot or horseback. He's a managed, kept president you know you've been through that because you were head of the union yep and you've been around the block you've dealt with political candidates before yep, i have and i don't think you've ever we've ever seen a guy like this that just talks out once it's I actually pathetic i mean this guy is just feeble and uh, i don't think he'll last his entire term hopefully not and then when we have a changing in the guard in the 22 midterms and then in 24 they're gone you stick a fork in them; they're all done. Well, I got I got to tell you this story, and I'm going to do this. Okay. Oh my God. Right. This is my my dating story because oh, you because know, you know go. Dave, I'm out there. Yeah, you're I'm a, yeah you're I'm a bachelor, out Roger. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out yeah, there. Yeah. So you know, I, I I tried to get this figured out. You know, I go on. I'm usually going on dates, and I I don't ask them what their political affiliations are, what their opinions yeah, are, until right. about the second mm. time. What I figured out, that's the hundred dollar date. I need to start doing that on the on the ten dollar date. <laughs> because I got this one gal. You need the Wen- you need yeah, the Wendy's. It's not working for yeah, me. Yeah. I, I end up getting, you know, Amy from South of Grand and yeah. and uh, yeah. oh boy, it, it ends up being something. Well, let me tell you, Roger, just from my own personal political travels here in the metro area. South of Grand, you ain't going to find a tremendous amount of Republican support. Just, Maybe a little bit. My friend, my, my fr- there's a few. I got a, I got a couple friends down yeah, there. And, not, yeah, and uh, I do want to give some shouts out today. Uh, shout out, if I can say that, to my friend up in Minnesota, Scott Snackenberg. Uh, he's with KHIH. He's an avid listener. He mm-hmm. texts me after every show. Tells me how much he likes it and, yeah. and, the, and stuff doing. Uh, I've got Rich Emery here in Des Moines. Uh, own service master. I got mm-hmm. Steve Wasson down in Texas. He's an avid listener. Listens mm-hmm. all the time. They love mm-hmm. it. We get these, these this input from these guys and gals. Patty McKibben. Uh, yep. uh, you know, absolutely. Well, I get a lot of good compliments on my Facebook page. Instant messages from the listeners uh, from KIOA, where I was for 21 years locally on radio, right, right. and WHO. You know, those folks have their heads screwed on right. So I get a lot of compliments too. You know, we're we're picking up steam. I think we're I think we're on the right path. And with that being said. You know what we need to talk about? You know the segment we have yeah. to go into? Yeah. I think it's time for Four. Ass Hats of the Week. <laughs> Bob? And now it's time for Ass Hats of the Week. It's time. Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. He's a real asshole. Well, like you said, this is this is, this is is your set. I got one, too, but I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, my Ass Hat of the Week uh, this week would be Nancy Pelosi. Okay. okay. You know, old Broomhilda got her fanny torpedoed on this gigantic spending bill. And then if you look like most politicians don't right. in D.C., they have really no idea all the filler in this mountainous spending bill. Uh-huh. There's a section in there that says Biden wants to hire 80,000, up to 80,000 more Internal Revenue Service agents so they can monitor when all of us spend over six hundred dollars. Uh, you, you can't make That's this up. That's just what we need. You can't make this up. This is how the Democrats, uh, how they operate, how they think. How they want to control everything about money in our economy. 
And in the process, they're going to send our economy straight into the Venezuela tanks. Well, it, it's just pathetic. It, it is. It, it is. I've got one, and this is kind of going to kind of dovetail. I've got to call out Cindy Tax Me. Mm-hmm. Okay? Cindy mm-hmm. Axon Tax Me. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Tax Me is really what she's doing. And I'm going to tell you why. And it's not just because we have our her uh, challenger here on the show tonight. But, you know, as I've watched TV the last couple of weeks, I see a lot of political ads. Here's what she does. She comes in, like a lot of candidates, and they'll promise the local stuff. They'll promise, we're going to get you internet, we're going to work on the family farms, and we're, we're going to do all these things, uh, renewable energy, and, and we're going to create jobs. And they do all this. They think it's going to help us. But then they, they fail to tell you, but we're going to go vote on the national level, and we're going to vote for open borders, well, they, they and we're going to vote for all this yeah, garbage that really – will hurt you. Like I said, it's like having a girlfriend. She kisses you, and then she goes and takes your checkbook and spends all this money. It's, it's, she, and, and she doesn't even flinch. I mean, she's got Biden. She's a she's right a, next door, and she's in the ad. She's part of the swamp now. She, 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 she went out to DC and she's a swamp monster, but she's all about these green deals. Okay. This right. green energy. Did anybody see Cindy Axney in Newton? Talking about the jobs, wind. yeah, they just—they're going to lose eight hundred green jobs there for these windmill generators or whatever they are. I didn't see Cindy Axney out the, there. The TSI company, yeah, they're—they're they're going out now. This was Joe way back, you know, when he first came on and he put all those oil workers out of jobs. Yeah, yeah. And he said, "Oh, I'm going to have some great yeah, new green one. jobs." Yeah. Now the green jobs are going away. Yeah. Now, how would you like to? I mean. This has been a disaster, and she doesn't even flinch about tying right to the sky. So that means she's for the open borders. She's for the high oh, yeah. fu- high yeah. fuel prices. Lockstep. Are, are you enjoying Lockstep that? Them. Don't don't think otherwise. This, this woman will go out there, and she's bought and paid for, and she's going to vote just how Nancy and Joe and Schum, Schumer and all the rest of these she, clowns tell they, her. To they'll vote. tell you they're they're oh, for yeah. Iowa. Yeah. They're for here's what yeah. we're going to do for, for you themselves. in Iowa. But don't ask them about don't ask them about the new Green Deal or yeah. any of that because. That's why she's voting. That's why I'm big on Joe Manchin, Democrat, but he broke ranks. I think that's what we need more of in this country, and I'm I'm digging Joe Manchin this this week. He's a well, good guy. I I just think in in my opinion that uh, when she comes out and she doesn't even it doesn't even hide the fact that she's that that's her guy. So if you like higher gas prices, you like open borders, you like crime going up, you like all those things that Biden represents then Cindy Axney is your person. She's okay. on every radical leftist Facebook page and goes to almost every leftist event when she's here in town. I follow some of these leftists are friends with me. Right. I don't know why, but they are. <laughs> and uh, well, I, the fo- hate mail. I, yeah, I follow her, and it's just sickening to see who she caters. She don't cater to middle America, folks. I'm telling you, she she plays to the San Francisco, New York goofballs. Yeah, she'll be flying the, the BLM flag out there with just like Biden's doing. I mean, it's... She's not common sense. No, and, nope, and, not and, at all. But she is. But she's putting out there. Oh, you know, she's going after after the farmer out here, uh, Merle and Evelyn, who have the family farm out here. She's gonna. She, I'm gonna get your internet, but at the same token, when you die, I'm gonna get the yeah. government to take she's half bad. your estate. She's bad news. You know? So so anyway, she's swamp. Uh, so uh, all, right. all right. Well, I think what we got to do next, Bob, is uh, we got to bring on our first guest. And our first guest, he uh, he uh, is somebody I think we need to know. 
He's coming to us from Omaha, Nebraska. He weighs 260 pounds. He's six foot four. Born in Marshalltown, Iowa, but comes to us by way of Omaha. He resides with his lovely wife over there. He's a former Iowa State Cyclone, all Big 8 mentioned, drafted by the NFL. Then he made his way back to Iowa, to the Iowa Barnstormers, became Kurt Warner's favorite target. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Chris Spencer. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Roger. Thanks for having me, and that was a heck of an introduction. Well, we got you know you're 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 somewhat a minor celebrity, so I have to I have to do that. You're a cyclone, well, so. Um, well, uh, I appreciate that, and again, thank you for having me on your show. Now I hope I I hope I hit all that right. And uh, something I want to show you, I found here. You know what that is? That's a media guide from the Iowa Barnstorm. Yeah, that looks very familiar. And uh, you know who who's in here? There's a number eighty three. Now the picture looks a little different. A little different. I look a lot younger in that picture there, Roger. <laughs> but it gives all your stats and, and everything. And we're gonna we're gonna take a picture of this and put this online so everybody can see it. Perfect. So you'll be all out there. But uh, anyway, and I before I forget, John Gregory and his lovely wife Carolyn contacted me and wanted to tell you hi. And I told him we'd give him a big shout out down there. Uh, you know, the coach. Well, good, and and uh, and I want to say hi back to Coach Gregory and hope his family's doing well. I want to thank him for giving me the opportunity to play for such a great organization. Uh, I had so much fun up there uh, in Des Moines playing for the Barnstormers. You were you were Kurt's favorite target. Did you go right into law enforcement after that? You know, right after I, my career with the Barnstormers, um, that's yeah, I did go right into law enforcement. Yeah, because you you're from Marshalltown, you're yeah, born, you and then you there. went over to your your family must have moved to. To Omaha and live there because you went to high school over there. Correct. Right. Yeah. And that's how you found your way through Iowa State. Correct. And, yes. And uh, did all that. You was it Jim Walden you played for? Yes, it was. All right. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, you know, and 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 tell us about your, your police career. What's going on there? Police career career's going pretty good, Roger. And I've been on the uh, force Omaha Police Department for over 19 years. Um, spent four of those years in Uniform Patrol Bureau, and uh, I'm currently in the uh, Homicide Unit where I've been for probably. Um, the better of 14 years or more. Okay, okay, I get that. Dave, you know, you're sergeant, sergeant. You know, sergeant to sergeant. Gold braid. Re retired sergeant to active sergeant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris, we're, we're glad uh, to have you here today. It's a, it's a pleasure. You might find it interesting that uh, my, one of my coworkers at Des Moines PD, we were actually bodyguards for Kurt Warner and his wife Brenda and their family after he won the first Super Bowl. They came here to town, and they needed police security. So myself and Kelly Willis spent the day with Kurt and Brenda and Zach and all the other kids and had a good time. Do you, do you, do you talk with Kirk at all? No, I've not talked to him since I, I know, left. I know no. since, he, you know, since no. he became an NFL guy and a superstar, he, he, uh, he doesn't quite reach out to the Barnstorm crew. But, you know, and there's that movie. Now, I want to know, do you have a part in the movie? You know movie? what? I, I I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I know there's a new movie coming out. I think it's coming over uh, outdoor uh, December. Yeah, I, think. I, I saw some pictures. For some reason, the arena that he's playing at doesn't quite look like the, <laughs> uh, the Iowa Veterans Memorial Auditorium. <laughs> no. It looks like you know they they, they shot it in like a, the new arena in Vegas yeah. or something. Yeah, so yeah. You got to take that with a grain of salt. Ro Roger's an extra in that movie, Chris. You might not know this, but he's a. Uh, Equipment guy, you can see him. On yeah, the I'm the ball list. boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll I'll, I'll look yeah, for that. Yeah. I will look for that. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we could, we kid a kid around a lot on the show, and uh, we we have fun. But there's some serious topics out there that we talk about, and you know, we're pro law enforcement. We're pro common sense politics. Uh, you were telling me that um, 
you guys had what last summer you had some trouble over there from the like everybody else did the blm folks were over there raising oh, yeah. hell oh, doing, yeah. doing that and uh uh how's the city council and those folks over there do they support the police department pretty well they they are they are we have a, a great mayor and, and um, a supporting staff and our chief does an excellent job um mm-hmm. in talking to the community and um they 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 um they have a we, they have a support they supported us they throughout support this. Us yes. through, throughout yes. that. there wasn't yeah. any of that defund stuff going on you know what no they're not for us there wasn't and um i'm, I'm thankful for that and, uh, and the city of omaha is thankful for that i don't know dave did we have did, did our council they didn't get on board with that really did they not really but they kind of they kind of distanced themselves from things. Poly- they, yeah. they were trying to figure all the mayhem out, and then when they finally did, they came back into the fold. But you know, uh, Des Moines PD is pretty pretty close with Omaha PD. You know, when we both lost officers in the line of duty, right? We send you know our honor guards back and forth. So mm-hmm. you know, we're not that far apart. So how, how how big is Omaha PD? How many um, how many how many sworn? I'm gonna say around 800 sworn. 800 sworn. Yes, wow, that's a lot. And then you've got. Uh, civilians civilians of course yes over there dave's daughter's a, a dispatcher here in town for for us works for the non-sworn and she mm-hmm. does a great job mm-hmm. um yeah. you know but that's a that's a good sized department 800 yeah we're we're like i say around 800 but um we're below staff at this point and they're trying to get some classes through so that we can get that that uh that number up is recruiting a challenge for them? it is a challenge and i think it's going to become more of a challenge just based on you know how things have been going out with, with communities and i agree and uh police and um well i think we we run into that here yeah, we're, we're we talked about that the other night. No, the entire police profession has been vilified, and so yes. attacked by you know special interest goofballs and politicians have jumped on board that bandwagon. So yes. what's happened now is is people are reluctant to apply because they don't they don't want the headaches associated with it. The the uh, I think Nebraska is a pretty good. I think your governor over there has their head on straight. Um, you know, I think uh, they're kind of in step with the Iowa governor, but. Uh, yeah, uh, Omaha. I've been over there a number of times. Clean city and nice and city. Good, good department. Yeah. I think it's well well run. I don't ever and I don't hear any much activity. Have you had any shootings over there? Any officer involved shootings? You know what? No. Um, thank goodness. No, we haven't. Uh, and yeah. I can't remember when the last one was. But um, now, but now, it's been busy though, as far as uh, now. You're you're an officer of color. I kind of cut is off your there. spin, but uh, no, uh, um, or take on the the Minneapolis George Floyd thing. I'm just curious. I think things could have, well, again, again, we're sitting here and you're asking me a question to, and it's to, to armchair quarterback That's the situation. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't like doing that because I wasn't there. Right. You know, people react in different situations differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't really say, but, um, you know, unfortunately, a man lost his life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there were things that could have been done differently mm-hmm. and that this, this, this wasn't, this wouldn't have happened. It's a tragedy for George Floyd's family and it's a tragedy for the officer's family as well. Right. And it's kind of set law enforcement back a ways where the the public is looking and they want transparency. The public wants to see things uh, from the, from the officer side. And well, yeah, with today with body cameras and everything, I mean, and everybody's got a phone, everybody's got yes, a videotape. Absolutely. I've always said this and Dave will kind of chime in on this. I'm sure. I think that uh, if they had, you know, that's a case where give them more money. If they had a wagon to put that guy in, Correct. versus trying to cram him in a small car. Yeah. And again, training, maybe training goes sure. involved. I question some of the coroner's reports. I've heard some mixed reviews on that. And, I, and you know, it's awful hard to be a police officer in that atmosphere because they were gonna they were gonna get somebody just like down in Ferguson when they went after that officer down in Ferguson with that guy. I mean, that mm-hmm. that just wasn't mm-hmm. right. But, yeah. yeah. No, I I mirror Chris's thoughts and opinions on the uh, Minneapolis St. Paul deal. Uh, cops don't typically Monday morning quarterback cops because doing that then we 
look like the dummies who like to do that. And right, right. And they, they're ignorant. They have no mm-hmm. real idea what it takes to be a cop and operate under stress like that. So we're reluctant to do that. But the optics of that looked bad. Well, sure. And, yeah. and had Absolutely. Chris or I been there, I can guarantee you that the officer who had his knee on that guy's neck would have been ordered off or pushed off. It never would have happened. Correct. You know? Yeah, so, absolutely. I, it, I, it, it was a, a a storm of you know young officers not knowing what they're doing. I, I, an, just think, an, I think there was just a lot of things going on. Inexperience. Yeah, yeah. I, yes. I, I think there were, and and uh, uh, but it's hard today. It's hard being an officer, and, and you know, I still think there's a ninety percent, ninety nine percent of the people support law enforcement. They support officers. Absolutely. But you still got a few that and uh, that try to create and stir up trouble and it's hard like roger we've talked numerous times you know the statistics of officers that run afoul of the law you know less than one half of one percent of all police across the united states mm-hmm. get in trouble with mm-hmm. the law or do inappropriate things sure. so do you work a lot of off duty i don't anymore no i used to do all the time but i don't anymore i know des moines uh uh, does the off-duty run through the department there, or is it, was it up to each individual officer? to come um, So them? it runs to the department. It has to be approved through the, um, the department to, to work off-duty. Um, so they keep pretty good tabs of how many hours we're working, where we're working. Um, so it's kind of limited, so we can't just go out there and just work all the time. That's similar to our situation here. Des Moines was different for a while, but it's migrated towards what Chris is talking about, in that the city can be compensated by companies, that want to hire off-duty cops. So the money you earn at whatever rate it may be, it comes onto your actual paycheck, and you don't have to go out and get paid by somebody. But there's yeah, still there's still other a- agencies that hire us. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that's not kind of what we're doing. They're, we get paid by the business that we work for, and they, we don't get paid by the city. So the money, um, they, they just authorize it, but yes, the money goes directly to Absolutely, you. yeah. Okay, the, the Moines County picks it up, that goes the other way. Yeah, I worked 21 years at Mercy here in Des Moines sure. Hospital in the ER, and we were paid directly by Catholic healthcare initiatives. So okay. that wasn't through the city and it's great money until the tax man comes around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's, oh, that's, man. yeah, that, that does, that's different. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll hit you up with those taxes. So 1099. Well, there, yes. there was a, there was yes. a little debate going on. I remember about this because people were saying, well, you know, the guy, he's going out working off duty as a police officer, but if he gets hurt, the city's responsible for it. Well, that's kind of the, you know, if you enforce the law, whether you're on or off duty. Once you take official police action when you're on or off duty, most pension systems, regardless of state, consider you active on the on duty yeah. them, yeah. and they'll cover your injuries. That's just standard, I think, unless I'm missing something. David, I agree with that, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that, that, that's what it has to be. Hey, um, Chris, one of the things that I talked to you about, and I want to jump in this a little bit, we do a segment here called Emergency Calls Told by the People Who Took Them, and uh, I'd like to... Have you do one of those for me? Real emergency trips told by the officers who took them. Tell me about a call that shook you to the bone or you remember, you know, it's on the top of your head and uh, we can talk about it. You don't have to get real specific if you don't want. And then I'll probably ask you, you know, tell me something kind of humorous. So I kind of want to go into, uh, it's, it's more of an investigation okay. that, uh, that uh, I had um, been involved in. But I can recall an investigation that occurred in 2009 mm-hmm. where a Brazilian family that lived in Omaha went missing. Mm. Um, the whole family. The whole family. There was a, a, a wife, a, 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 son, a, a son, a seven-year-old boy, and then a dad. Uh, they completely went missing, uh, fell off the face of the earth. Hmm. Initial um, reports were that they were missing um, throughout the investigations. Our missing persons people, uh, investigators took over the case and kind of looked into it. And, um, 
you know, found something suspicious where some individuals were using their credit cards um, and these individuals were on video. You can see them as plain as day, but it wasn't any of the family members using their credit cards. Right. Um, so after a certain time period where, you know, lack of communication between family members that were in Omaha and then in Brazil, um, they, the, the communications were shut off. It was like this family just disappeared. Mm. But yet you had some people using their credit cards in, in Omaha and the surrounding uh, communities. Mm, and that's not good. That starts... You start painting a picture there, don't you? Absolutely, absolutely. And Roger, um, you know, missing persons did a great job with that investigation, but it was turned over uh, eventually to homicide, yeah. based off the you know all the um, su um, suspicious circumstances surrounding the uh, missing persons investigation. So that was it. You were assigned to that. So what's um, your first move on a deal like that? So first move is is try to see who the family friends are, what the family's um, daily routines are, um, what they did, um, what they who they worked for. The um, dad. Um, of the missing family. Um, he was a, um, was a construction worker. Um, he was in Omaha, Nebraska, and they were um, building a fellowship, and they were trying to get houses put together there in Omaha for fellowship. Okay, okay. So your first strike, you talked to all those folks. It came down to a point during the investigation that we focused on three individuals, and those three individuals actually lived with the family, the uh, missing family. Relatives or just? Just friends. They were friends. Princes. They were friends from um, Brazil that were brought into Omaha uh, by... The, the the dad mm -hmm. um, to help work with his um with this communityship and getting this this fellowship going right. uh, in Omaha. Okay, so you get them in, you grill yes. them. Yeah. So oh. and these these three these three folks were actually the ones that we saw on video using their cards. So it's like, well, you know, these individuals, where are they at? Um, they kind of explained to us that they had left to go on a, on a retreat to somewhere else just outside of Omaha, but they'd be back at some point. Sure. Um, we couldn't confirm that, right. and uh, so that made it even more suspicious. Okay. Um, so then we start picking around and talking to the three individuals that live with the family. We start picking around and talking to their friends and associates and mm -hmm. finding out if they know anything of where the family may be. May be. Okay. Um, nothing came about with that, but, um, you know, this, this investigation went on for over two years. Um, mm. Um, so it was, it, was, it was quite a long uh, investigation, but I remember walking through the house where the, the missing family lived and, and they had Christmas um, trees up and there was Christmas present there that were still wrapped. Uh -huh. Yeah, there was a so, bed where the, where the little boy, as his little bed was at. In so this the place. kids, the family, everything disappears. Yep. And so is this, is this, you start getting any more information or? No, not at this time. It's it's just it, it goes on for a long time. And as I said, I just remember there were certain things inside that house that just stick to, your, you. stick to your mind. Like the little boy's bed was what had a Thomas the Train uh, bed sheets on his did on they, his bed. So did they ever show up? Do we ever no. know? Nope, they never showed up. Was it, so it's an unsolved. Deal. No, nope. So they never showed. They did never showed up. No, was we, this considered a cold case? No, no. So we actually we actually continued the investigation. We're able to we were able to charge. Uh, the individuals with with use of credit card financial exam. Um, you got them on the cards. On the cards, yeah. But um, um, throughout the investigation, um, we also learned that they had um, confessed this to their wives over in Brazil. So we had conversations with their wives over in Brazil. They kind of gave us a heads up what was going on in Omaha with these three guys that we thought had committed this crime or the, the murder. Yeah, killed them. Yes, but we couldn't. We didn't have anything to back it up. But these women back in Brazil. Um, I contacted them on a daily basis and they kept telling me information, telling me information, telling me information. And then people in Omaha started telling me information, telling me information that, right. Hey, these individuals, they, they killed them, but we had no body. Couldn't find the body. And we had no bodies. No, no, we couldn't find any, not them. three of them. We couldn't find any, any, we couldn't find mom, dad, or little boy, 
But eventually it came to the point where our prosecutors felt we had enough. You know, it's, it's, Dave, it's hard to, to, to prosecute a case without yeah, a body. And, cir- and, and all a, circumstantial evidence. Correct. Is, that's tough. Yeah, so um, we got to the point throughout the investigation where our prosecutors thought we had enough to charge them with with murder, but our witnesses were living in Brazil, and that's with these these guys as wives. Mm-hmm. Though they don't have to testify, they didn't let have alone to, come no. to this country. Correct, but yeah. they did. Oh, they did. They did. We brought them here. We brought them all the way from Brazil, and that they came over here and they were testifying in, in a murder murder trial for the first uh, defendant. And during that murder trial, the defendant um, was shocked that his wife was a witness to this investigation. And mid-trial, I was supposed to testify the next day. Mid-trial, before I have to testify, he says, no mas, I'll tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. So he gave it all up. So we take him and, and, and take him from the stand. That night, he takes us over to the school where this family and, and these three um, Brazilians were living. Right. And he tells us everything that happened. What did, what did they do with the bodies? You recall? Yeah. So he tells he tells investigators that, and, and I wasn't there. I was home because I was preparing for trial the next morning, so I didn't get a chance to go over to the school and, and walk through this where he was taking them. But he had taken each of the family members. Um, when when the uh, dad walked through the door of the school because they lived in the school at this time over mm-hmm. in South Omaha, they beat to death the dad. Right. Um, they took the little boy and they hung him over a railing at the school, and they did the same thing with mom. They loaded him up in a in a van and took them and dumped them in the river mm. so you guys were able to recover the bodies then uh no so th- th- this was 2009 oh, so, you so so yeah um, the, the flooding the, the we had terrible floods over there at the time oh, i remember that yeah. you know there the, the river was flooding out the embankments but during this time when this guy was confessing to all this he takes us to the river where the spot where he says that they dumped the family right. well we go down there and we're looking around and um it's too you, you can't get down to the river because it's out of its in, it's out of the banks. Right. Um, so we go down there six seven months later, and we send a dive team down there. Mm-hmm. And um, this dive team goes down there, and, and you know the river's dark. You can't see nothing. Yeah. It's all hands on. Creepy they, they, down there. Right. Right. And they got these microphones. They got tubes connected to them that come up land, and they're talking to people that are on land. Mm-hmm. So these divers are down there, and the diver says, "I'm down there with my partner, um, who was originally on this case with me, and." Um, and uh, he says, I have something. And they were like, well, what do you got? He goes, I, I, he doesn't know what I got. He just got, he has something. He goes, I'm going to bring it up. So he brings it up and he brings it up. And then when his arms come out of the, the, the water, it's sooted over, it's dark and dirty, black. And then when he puts it on the, on the um, bank, the water kind of takes the, the soot away. And it's a Thomas the Train blanket. Oh, fitted the, blanket the blanket from yeah. the little boy yeah yeah so, that, that'll hit you right in the gut and when i saw that and you talk about chills yeah i yeah. I, I, was, I saw that blanket and i was like i knew what it was exactly and he unwrapped opened it and it was a skull and, and chest plate bones of, of the little boy so they'd wrapped him in the blanket yes then. yeah well you know that's where i'm a i'm a pro-death penalty guy well and i want i want folks to listen to think about that every time they listen to a police critic because it takes Mm -hmm. a special person with special tenacity and a love for their fellow human being to stay in this game like chris and our peers and do this type of work and do it well yeah and and, you know the short time i've known chris here roger i can tell you this quality guy right here this is the kind of police officer you want i've known chris for many years my dad he was friends of our families i knew him from iowa state and all that and and uh, yeah, I just I, I'm impressed. I've been impressed with Chris all and yeah, uh, good man. You know uh, all that. Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna switch gears. I always try to do it. I try to change it up, you know, because we hear a lot of dark stories here. 
Uh, you got any funny stuff that you did? Any, 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 any yeah, those stories? You know, I was trying to think of that, but um, I, I can't. You do, you do, but you don't. And yeah, yeah. Some of it's yeah. kidding around, you know, Chris, joking around. If you would have worked with a joker like this sitting across the table from me, you'd have a lot of funny stories. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Well, Dave, I tell you, Dave's Dave's forte at the police department. He was an artist. He liked to draw pictures. Okay. He like, and I don't know if you can relate to this. He used to draw pictures. Well. I remember that, and he was very good at it. He, his family are great artists; they, they're painters and everything. And so uh, he has this, but he uses it as a kind of a funny thing. And uh, it used to be kind of a thorn in the administration's butt a little bit. Uh -huh, do this. Yeah. And I remember one time I I backed the wagon, and I keep saying back wagon. That's that's what sticks in my mind. Patty wagon. I did I yeah. did it, and they were going to give me a day off. And this is like January, <laughs> and it's 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 snowing, and I and they had put it up. It was like on my Friday night. They were giving me a Friday off, so. Funny boy here decides he's gonna draw a cartoon. So he draws a cartoon of me in shorts and a a, a flowered <laughs> sun shirt with a camera and a sun hat, big sunglasses. And uh, I'm sitting there, and he shows the sergeant in his mucket in his in his, in his winter suit. And I'm saying, "Can you hurry up and get that? I got a plane to catch." And my bags are back. Can I get? I got a plane to catch. I'm going yeah, to Phoenix. I forgot about <laughs> that. And he posted it around the, around the department. Yeah. Of course, the, the Goldbraid's like, "Oh, they were mad." <laughs> and I said, "Thanks, Dave. You just stirred that up." Yeah. yeah. But, you know, anyway, Chris, you'll find yeah. this interesting. My, my partner and I, who's also Hello. still active, Hello. sergeant with Des Moines PD, about uh, 18 what? years ago, we started what became Hello. the state of Iowa's test, largest test. youth football. Okay, now go ahead. Oh, yeah. Full contact. Sure. West Des Moines Little Pro Youth. And uh, one of our protégés is now in the NFL, Alan Lazard. Oh, yeah. Wide receiver oh, yeah. for the Packers. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. He played five years for us and outstanding kid. You probably know his dad. Absolutely, yeah, Kevin Lazard. Kevin, I play with Kevin, Kevin yeah. Yeah, yeah Kevin so. and Iowa State protege. Yeah, right? absolutely, yeah. yeah. And that's good yeah. to see. That's good to see him doing well. Yeah, he's. it's just, you know, it shows you, though, the, the statistics are true, how difficult it is to make it to the NFL. Absolutely, and I don't people realize that. But, oh, um, it's tough. You know, these young kids, I always tell them, I say, hey, I know it's a dream, and, and if it happens, it happens. Good for you. But get an education, get something that you can work with. Absolutely, after your football it, career. And, and what I like is that started with a Dave Merlo, a guy like that starting a football league, yeah, putting absolutely. money into it, getting it going. And, and kudos to you, Dave, for doing that. You know, our, and our that's, fannies were sucking buttermilk though when we sure. got this thing going because between Brad and I, we were fifty thousand dollars in debt, wow. and that's a lot of money yeah. know, today on equipment and everything. Sure, the league flourished. You know, we we had we were fortunate to have coaches like, and you know these names, Chuck Hartlieb. Yeah, yeah. Melvin Foster. Yep. All Big Ten linebacker. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Kevin coached for us a little bit. Uh, we just had so many former D1 players, and some uh, uh, Melvin Foster went on to play with the Cowboys. Sure. And so when you have that caliber of people coaching in your league, they really bring a lot. The, the skill they bring in coaching and experiences, you can't match it. Yeah, absolutely, I agree, and that's that's a great job. So, what do you? I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up a little bit. What do you think about our politics? What do you think about our our president and his border well, policy? Well, again, I'm I, I, I kind of explained this before <laughs> that uh, I'm not I'm not much of a politician, yeah. and I, I kind of kind of keep quiet on okay, some of those. Well, uh, when you're some at, of those, and sometimes it is. We are we're we're anti Biden people here just because <laughs> the you know just because you you got to back your people and you don't. But, sure. Uh, I was seeing some stuff today uh, uh, online and it just just amazes me what's going on there. But anyway, well, and and your department now you're how many years did you say again? Uh, a little over nineteen years. When when's retirement? So I have uh, three 
three, a little over three years. I can go at 22 and a half, and that's what I'm going to do, I believe. After retirement, any big plans? Nope, uh, not at this time. Um, we'll just wait and see what that uh, what happens after that, and uh, just play it by ear. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. maybe get up here to more of the um, Iowa State games during the during the football season so some and of those games. do a little bit, bit of a more traveling. Have you been over to the barnstorming the barnstorming games? I have not yet. No, they, uh-uh. they, it's a new deal. They got a, a whole new deal. I've I've been to one game in I don't know since it's years. Yeah, since I left, I haven't I haven't been back. You know, and uh, uh, who was who was the Jim Foster guy? Yep, uh, Jim I, Foster. Yep, absolutely. Around, I think he's over, and I think he's still over there. He, uh, you know, he was the guy that founded that league. But oh yeah, you know. Well, look, I want to tell you, I really appreciate you taking the time out, you and your wife, to come over here and talk to us today. Um, you know, I all our program is growing, and uh, we've been going actually for about three weeks. We're on our fourth week coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a following. Believe it or not, over in Omaha, we've got a Des Moines. It goes Des Moines, West Des Moines, because it's by city. We can pull the analytics up, sure, because it's an online uh, show, and they can go to our website and they can listen to it. This you'll be able to listen to this any time of day. You can go to YouTube and listen to it, and uh, we should be up on the the other platforms here, probably the first of this coming week. Nice, uh, but we're getting a following over there, and it's nice for us to be able to bring other officers in. To, you know, we can bring Des Moines officers in here all day, or yeah, absolutely, you know us, but. Get somebody in uh, from another department and listen. And you know, I had an aunt that lived in Ralston. Ralston, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ralston, and Nebraska. when she moved yeah. there in the late 60s, her house was new, and all I can remember was across the street was cattle yards. Does, oh, yeah. Does that ring a bell with you? It's probably um, now how, homes. Yeah, yeah. You know, Omaha has been growing, and it's still growing, and it's growing yeah. out west, so it's getting bigger. Um, and it's amazing because even when I was in high school, um, there was some some um, houses that weren't even built. Some some, and they're it's just growing. It's growing yeah. out. And I I went out there to dinner one time with a police. You ever heard? I'm sure you've heard of policemen's firemen insurance. It's a oh yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. And we were eating in some uh, Italian eatery, and I'm sure you know this place. It's one of Warren Buffett's favorite places to dine. Does that ring a bell with you? The Anthony's maybe. Yeah, the food was great. And, they're known for their steaks over there, but I don't Anthony's know what is, is, yeah. I don't know what the name of it was. I just thought I'd throw that by Chris. You know, while I was thinking. Well, we get, when we go, we'll have to call well, you when we come yeah, over to Omaha. You absolutely. Have to hook us I'll, up and tell us the best place to go. I, mean, <laughs> I can do that. You know, I can I, do I, that. I, I, I might have to go with you though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Last time we were in town, we did a little. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Did that, but oh yeah. Well, like I said, I appreciate. It. I want to have you back. Come back with us anytime you feel uh, you're able to. We'd love to get you on the phone. I like I said, our people over there, we're getting big. People are listening to us, you know, and hopefully uh, we've got some bigger things on the on the horizon. We're going to try to do. But and Chris, you know, policemen can't hear this enough. Thank you for your service and thank all your peers out there at Omaha PD for uh, for Roger and I and our listeners and Des Moines PD. We're all in this together. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And uh, I want to thank Roger. I want to thank you, Dave, for having me on the show. Been a pleasure. And uh, would love to come back and do this again. And uh, Count on it. End with uh, Go Clones. Okay, right. Baby, that's right. Go, go Cyclones. Go, go Cyclones. Go Cy- now, now, you, now, you know your buddy here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Thanks again. Chris. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I want to welcome Nicole. Nicole, thank you for coming on with us today. Absolutely. You know, we appreciate, we appreciate you coming on and uh, taking time out of your busy schedule. So um, you're from Des Moines. Thank you so much for inviting me. I am truly enjoying this and enjoying your podcast. And so I'm originally from Chicago, but I've lived in Des Moines for 
about 30 years. Oh, really? Yes. So you, you've uh, been around the block here. All <laughs> yes. right, all right. So you know what uh, <laughs> some of the challenges are. Do you, uh, tell us about yourself. Just I'm going to let you kind of free roll and tell me, tell me the deal. And introduce awesome. yourself to our listeners. Awesome. So my name is Nicole Hasso, and um, I'm originally from Chicago. So I grew up on the south side of Chicago. And so I grew up and I escaped that socialist oh, yeah. <laughs> mindset yeah. Yeah. and came here to um, Des Moines. And I earned an academic scholarship to Drake University. Oh, sure. So I met my husband and him and I met his name is Mitch. And so we've been married for 26 years. Cool. Built a successful career wow. and um, raised two kids. Now you now you've done that. It, what makes you get into politics? You know, I was um, in a process of living my American dream right. and tr- and truly enjoying it. And right. um, then they brought up critical race theory at my son's school. And there's no oh, way yeah. that a person like me is going to sit on the sidelines right. and allow that to happen. And so um, I spoke up at my okay. son's school and said, no, not on my watch. Good. Um, you will no longer or you will not try to um, teach our kids to hate America okay. and to judge each other based on our skin color. Right. Dr. Martin Luther King is probably rolling in his grave right now um, with everything that's going on. I, I, you know, there's so much truth to that. I, I tell people all the time, I had a son got in a motorcycle accident. You know, I didn't care what color the doctor was. I'm about qualifications Absolutely. You know, and, and character. And I didn't care. I wanted my son saved. And he could have been purple. Yes. I, I didn't care. And uh, it just so happened. He he was an African-American and he, and he saved my son's life. And it was uh, again, it didn't matter to me. And I, uh, the only reason I reference that is because it kind of goes along with what you say. Let's take color out of the picture. Yes, you know, let's drop absolutely. That. Let's just talk about character. Let's talk about qualifications. And, yes. Uh, uh, don't you agree, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. As a Hispanic, I, we, Roger and I talk about this constantly. Um, I don't want to be pandered to. I, mm-hmm. I don't need white saviors to come in and rescue me from the woes of the world. When they do that and... That's Joe Biden's administration style to come in and pander when they think they're trying to chair my cause. Back away from me. I don't need that. I don't, I've never needed it. You know, coming up in Valley Junction, my family spoke Spanish. I had my tortillas made for me by my grandma, not in a plastic bag in the grocery store. <laughs> not, awesome. at the, not, not at the quick, quick yeah. shop or the come and go. Yeah. <laughs> you can go get the burrito at the come yeah, and go. And I don't remember potato olays. <laughs> We're missing out. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 Nicole, tell me, I guess, you know, and I'm not a professional interviewer. We're just a couple of guys. Tell me what, uh, why we should vote for you. You know, I'm not your traditional uh, Republican congressional candidate. I'm an outsider. So I'm not going to go in and follow the status quo. I'm going to go in and I'm going to know that I'm there for the people of Iowa and I'm representing Iowa. One of the things that I, I... I escaped from Chicago is that socialist agenda. Right. And now that it's at my front door, I can't, there's nowhere else to escape. No. Either no. we stand and draw a line in the sand and say enough is enough, or I put my head in the sand and say I agree with whatever they're what they're saying and what they're doing. And that's just not who I am. So you vote the issue. You're not voting the party, which is good. And we tell people on the show all the time. You need to take a stand. You need to pay attention locally. Let's not just vote the national. Let's vote. Start with your school board. Start with your county attorney, your district, 
you know, uh, congressional district, that's, you really need to be involved. And, she got, uh, you already have my vote, and I'm going to tell you, you should have every voter who votes for Cindy Axney because that's her political platform, her party purports to represent people of color, so they should love you and me. You know, yeah, so you can count on every Cindy Axney supporter voting for you if yeah, they really truly believe. If in they that. believe that, well, yeah, we'll they, see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know those those things. What do you what do you consider some of the? You talk about critical race. What are some other issues you think that's important to the to Iowans today? Oh, absolutely, the border. I mean, you you have to do you. We have to take care of the border. Um, ever since Biden has been in office, he has just done. An interesting job. <laughs> interesting. There you go. Yeah. See, she's appropriate. She's You're nice. not very appropriate. She's, nice. she's <laughs> appropriate. Well, that's why. That's why. Well, the, the, abs- absolutely. I I am shocked. I I never. I I am 51 years old, and I have never, never seen our country ran like this in my life, and I am just shocked that this is actually happening. He's telling people, come on, come into the country, open borders, and not um, supporting our border control agents that's down there, but just telling them you're not doing your job. And no one is saying anything. Yeah. No one is stepping Nobody, step- nobody is- in the House. Nobody, in the co- nobody. I mean, they're letting him go. They're giving him a free shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Senator Cruz has been down there and, and saying, come down here and do something. But you know what? When there's a race issue, they will come down. Oh, they'll be there and, all day and for they, that. And they will voice their, their concern when they're when it comes when they want to talk well, about race yeah, don't we have a border czar who's the border well, czar well and here's the, yeah the, 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 the yeti the, the, yeah, the yeti is the border czar uh did you see and i'm sure you did last week when or a couple weeks ago when biden referring to our brave border agent said they will pay did you see did you hear, did you hear him say that i did uh there's something called due process in this country you know we're are all innocent until proven guilty absolutely and the president of the united states acted as the judge jury and hangman on a situation that didn't even exist it's all made up those they weren't whipping anybody yeah i mean Uh, eh. what what uh what do you think about this defund the police obviously you're not you know you're in a kind of a (laughs) you're in the squad car with us now yes absolutely so i you know i grew up on the south side of chicago and our police officers did not have the resources to keep us safe and i i have been victimized growing up on the south side of chicago Mm -hmm. and now their resources are being reduced even more and that's just saddens me um i'm very fortunate to live in a state that the back the blue and mm-hmm. I am a hundred percent let's back the blue there you go. I am their biggest cheerleader I I truly believe that we have to support our law well, law enforcement I think I think the defunding a lot of it you know it doesn't hurt me out here in in the suburbs some of the people that need policing the most it hurts them number one number two when you defund the police that means you don't give them as much training and when you don't train somebody everybody knows when you don't train them as well, Sometimes you don't get the outcomes that, that you're supposed to get mm-hmm. sometimes. Training's important. Pay's important for these people. You know, uh, uh, you don't need them until you need them. And then oh, once you absolutely. need them, uh, you, you absolutely got to be there. Well, one of the things I want, I do want to bring up is on the south side of Chicago, um, most of the crime is black-on-black crime, yeah. and it's 84%. Yeah. But no one is talking about yeah, that. Why, no one yeah, is screaming is about Where's the that. BLM no one, folks? Where are they? Yeah. They don't even show up. They have done nothing for the black community. They have done nothing to support them. Even even um, when they say, oh, we're, we're fighting for George Floyd, 
they haven't given his family any money. They've taken that money and ran. They've taken that money and and you know, and I don't care where you're at. I can be sitting out here. Crime down there still hurts me. I mean, it's still resource. You know, if resources go down there, it takes away. So you know, coming up with real solutions to resolve that stuff, and um, uh, it just uh, funny. It's in a what the strongest state, strongest city on gun control. Uh, out Chicago. There. Chicago's Chicago is one of the toughest on gun control, and they have the worst crime. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now what? Well, I'm still deeply connected to law enforcement here in the state of Iowa. I'm the immediate past president of the Des Moines Police uh, Burial and Protective Association, former chief union steward for the police department. I can tell you that law enforcement will will come towards you hand over fist. You're a common sense lady. You're smart. You're talking things they like to hear. Uh, you can count on most police officers voting for you. Well, and we're, we're behind you. We yeah. don't. We got your. Because I, I don't just don't get you on uh, 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 and and find out about you. We read, we we saw the, mm-hmm. the stuff, and as the election, you know, it's still a ways away. But it, but getting out here talking talking to people uh, now is is very very important. What do you think about rural? You know, and I and we don't we reach out in the rural, but do you see some ways to help those folks, farmers and and folks like that? Oh, absolutely. And we need to get rid of this um, cost basis that's coming up and that we're going to have to vote on. And, and we need to make sure that we're supporting our farmers. And we, we, we can't continue to put the pressure that we're putting on them and say, okay, if you want to pass your land down to your family, we're going to tax them. Yeah, I mean, crazy. Almost 50%. It's insane. Uh-huh. We, need to, we need to stop doing that. How would, you, how would you like to, you know, work all your life and build up build up uh, an estate want to give that to your kids and all of a sudden here they come i want to have and the, the kids either got to sell it to pay the tax to cover the taxes i mean it's 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 not right it's yep. just not right and uh, I, you know we need people in there and i think the where you're talking about going can help do that we got to take that house back we got to take that senate and, we do this is a very important seat um, at least to the House majority, and I'm willing to stand up and fight for it. I, I love this country, and I am, I've am i been fortunate to live my American dream, and I want my kids and my grandkids to have that opportunity, and every other child that is going through our school system to have their American dream, whatever that looks like, and um, it's worth fighting for. Well, I, I think getting out there is. Uh, I can't wait for the debates between you and Axne. Because there's there's going to be a conservative, intelligent young lady and, and our guest with a white female who purports to feel the pain of people of color and who chairs that race card constantly. Well, Cindy Axney should admit on stage that she's going to vote for you. Well, she, yeah, she, yeah Cindy? She, she should. You know, she's pushing, she's jumping on board with this uh this trillion dollar pack. I can't even figure out what a trillion, how much trillion. It's in your checking account. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I wish it was. I mean, a trillion dollars and, and man, she's just leveraging our kids future. And, and I should say she, the whole, their whole deal. And I think the only way we can stand is to do is get folks like you in there and stand up. Now in my world, I hope we flip 2022. And then what I say, as I say, let's pull, do what they did. Uh, to Trump, let's impeach Biden. I, I, you know, we got the House Senate. I said, go do well, that. It'll be, it'll I'm, be I'm, done. Yeah, I'm an extremist. Happen. Call yeah. me that. But yeah. um, there's nothing you know. extreme about it, Raj. This guy's this guy's not up to the job. He's like that puppet 
you know, the, oh, you yeah. see, yeah, he, he, they look alike and <laughs> the, they're about the, as smart as each the, other. The, you know, when you leave billions of dollars, the only thing, you know, the Build Back Better plan, mm-hmm. yeah, the only thing he has built back better has been the Afghan army, you know, uh, the, 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 the Taliban. <laughs> yeah. That's who he's uh, built back better. Uh, leave those weapens behind, why don't yeah, you? You know, a, I, I would like to man. see that. So uh, your husband, all, he must be all supportive and, and got a political candidate. And, oh, yeah. Now, you would go to Washington, you'd live there part of the time and... I'm back here and yes, I, it, it'll be Tuesday through Friday, and then I'll be able to get on a plane Friday night and, and head back home. You get those airline miles. Again. Oh, yes. They, they rack those <laughs> up. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, what would, uh, uh, what would you say to folks today if, if you're, you know, give, give them your best pitch. What's your best pitch? Awesome. Um, look, I am not your traditional um, political candidate. I am an outsider, and I will not sit on the sideline and allow the country that I know and love be threatened. I will not put my head in the sand and allow the American dream be destroyed forever. I will not sit there and allow someone who has never walked in my shoes or sat down at the table with me to discuss my struggles and my upbringing to make decisions for me. I have my own voice. I can speak for myself and to sit there and tell me that I am a victim and my husband is Caucasian and to tell me that my husband is husband is an oppressor. That just makes no sense to me. Um, no one is, in, is is oppressed in my house. I can I can. Tr- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm digging on this lady. Yeah, she's I, a, man. Well, you, yeah, I mean, like her a lot. There's so much truth about that. I yeah. mean, I mean, they I think that party loves to divide. They love their dividers. Uh, they create that narrative. I think the open border, and I, I'm a believer. I think they believe they keep the border open. Those, those are votes coming across. The, the, the My concern with uh, is I, uh, I don't mind immigration. I believe everybody has a right to come to this country. There's a legal way to do it. You know, you wouldn't leave your door open and let anybody just walk in your house. You'd know who came in. You'd check them. This deal with, about vaccinations and, and doing things, you know, if you're going to start vaccinating, force people to be vaccinated, let's start the border. Let's start with people coming in our country and start with them first because, I, like I said the last program, that's a potential weakness that somebody could exploit. Actually, you know, they, they give those people some, some kind of, they, they expose them to something, and, of course, our government's going to start shipping them around the country and dumping them in your those neighborhood. Are, those are votes for the Dems. Yeah, that's, well, what, that's, that's a short whole, That's a whole reason why our southern border is open right now. If, if Biden and his crew are perceived as allowing them in the country, then the Dems expect votes from those people. Well, Which is said that they're using them for their political gain. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the um, things that the Biden administration does is just ignore the problem that they've created. And they have done this month after month after month after month. And they have said nothing, nothing, not one thing. But when it comes down to the men and women who have been on the front line Um, handling every patient that has come in with COVID Mm -hmm. and they have been there tirelessly Mm -hmm. working hours and hours and hours in the day. And now they're in jeopardy of losing their jobs. My heart goes out to them. Yeah. Well, man. And you, and you have the audacity to say that you're losing patience. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> we're we're Americans. Mm-hmm. You you should we should come first. You should consider us first. Yeah, you, you got to you got to consider take care our, our needs safety, first. Our yeah. safety and just like the economy, you know. I just look back and you know how it was three years ago. 
gas prices were low, you know, inflation was low, the border was secure. And you really have a tale of two stories. What What's do you that, want? Do you like it saying? now? Roger, do you we like say it, it all the time here. I could sure use a mean tweet and a dollar ninety-seven yeah. a gallon oh, gas yeah. right well, now. Well, you know, so the only way we get back to that is electing people like Nicole, Nicole. come in there yep. and take us back and help us get back. Absolutely, to that. I, I absolutely do that. Yep. How do uh, how do our people donate? Let's let's talk about that. Awesome. I would truly appreciate every support. Um, you whatever you can give would be amazing. If you go to nicolehassel.com um, on my Facebook page, you can make a donation. Um, for if you want to max out, it's twenty nine hundred per individual. Or if you want to give twenty five five dollars, every cent matters. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know that's part of the deal. You know, you have uh, the Democrats have that Soros guy, and he's underling, but. You know, grassroots, and I think that's what's going to help you. I, I know uh, uh, a few people in the Republican Party here that are real high on you, and I think that you're going to see some funds. But, by gosh, we want all of our people out there yeah, today. The, the grassroots donations will help propel any candidate. Oh, absolutely. You know, the, big, the big money helps, but I can tell you right now, uh, I'll be sending your campaign a check from Dave Murillo. Absolutely. Just, Roger French will yep, be too. Yep. What I would ask our listeners today is that if you agree with what, this program says what it's for, the people we're, we're promoting. Tell two people today. Tell two people in the audience, your neighbor, your brother, I don't, a friend. Mm-hmm. Tell them to log on and listen to this program because they can listen to this program 24-7 for the next forever. It'll yeah. be up there, and you can hear Nicole. You can tell them about Nicole, and they can log on and listen to her. If you need to look, get that place to, you know, her website again, it'll be right yep. on there. So, Well, Nicole will be that. back, too. We'll have you oh. back. We're going to have her back. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We're, we're, we want to have you back. Get a little closer, and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, there'll be maybe there'll be a, yeah. a couple hot-button topics that we, yep. didn't, we didn't cover. Guarantee um, it. You know, uh, yep. so what I want to do is I want to thank you for coming out today. Uh, this has been Enjoyable. I mean, oh, Dave, yeah. did I? Did we hit everything? That yeah, you we, to talk you know, about? we did a pretty. She did a, a better job. She, I, I, you you know, kind of took my thunder away. I don't, you just you just tell me what's going. I go, wow, she's uh, just, she's sharp. Did, made my made our job so much easier. If you're if you're upset with the direction of our country, then you vote for this young lady in our uh, studio. Ab- absolutely, that's that's, that's yes. how you fix well, from America. A, from a from a taxpayer standpoint, and I think from a law enforcement standpoint, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yep. You know, our our police friends. Mm-hmm. Our neighbors, taxpayers, and the the people we know uh, will get there and supporter folks. This are, is this is who you want. Do you have any any events coming up that we should know about? Anything coming on schedule right now, or that will be on your Facebook page? That will be on my Facebook page. We are know. putting together some different events, especially for our grassroots um, right. team. So we oh, we'll, we'll, we'll be there. You, uh, you yep. there. We'll we'll be there. Absolutely. Yep. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for coming. Thank you, on. Nicole. You're thank a breath you. of fresh air. That's right. <laughs> thank you. Well, Dave, for I think, and I think that's going to kind of do it for our show yeah, today. Yeah, Great I show. This. I mean, we're probably yeah. out of time, but uh, I think we're pretty close yeah. right now with those numbers. So, Bob's so giving we'll, us the nod. We're out of time. I gotta go. Yeah. Uh, I'll see you next week. All right, buddy. See you. Thanks, Nicole. You've been listening to Cop Talk USA with your hosts, Marillo and French.